Loveracing.nz, your home of thoroughbred racing. And Nigel Tiley joins us now, the very first man to win the New Zealand Derby as a jockey and then win it as a trainer as well. He rode Ring the Bell to the win in 1980 and then trained Look Who's Talking uh, to the win in 1994. And we got the Derby this weekend. How you doing, Nigel? Yeah, morning, gentlemen. Very well, thank you. That's a story, mate. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Ring the Bell, uh, first off. I know that was a few years ago now, but, boy, you had a great run with uh, with that horse. Uh, I went over to Europe and everything. How, just how good a horse was Ring the Bell? Yeah, he was outstanding. Um, yeah, he, like he won a race as a late two-year-old, and he came back and he, he basically dominated as a three-year-old. And, um, you know, he carried that, he carried that derby form, um, across to Australia, won a Canberra Guineas, won a Tullock Stakes, um, and second in the AJC Derby. So, yeah, he was he was a standout. He was a wonderful horse. Yeah, what what made that horse so tough? Because he just seemed to be able to run through anything. What what did you do with that horse? Maybe was it some. I, I imagine training's changed over the years um, uh, and things. Um, so how how did that horse? Why was he just so tough, able to run through anything? I, I just think he was just a combination of a, of a fantastic... He was a cult, and he just had the greatest temperament. Like, you wouldn't know he was a cult. Nothing worried him. Um, and Neville Atkins was, was pretty tough on him. Mm. Um, you know, he wasn't scared to gallop him, and he just copped it. And, um, yeah, he just he just kept improving as the three-year-old season went off. You your association with Neville Atkins. I mean, you know, he's he's a great trainer. Uh, I imagine you you took a lot from him uh, when you started training as well. How did that partnership come about? Well, I think it, it started when I I got selected to ride in an apprentice jockey series at Ellerslie called the NAC Apprentice Special, and Neville had a horse called Persian King, and I. He drew the short straw, he drew me. I'd only ridden a couple of winners at that stage. And um, anyway, cut a long story short, Persian King went on and won. And Neville and I had the, you know, we've had a fantastic friendship and um, a very successful relationship as a trainer jockey while Neville was training in NZ. Outstanding, mate. Now, you as a, a jockey, you obviously had a great career. Um, seems to me that jockeys, not taking anything away from the guys now, but, it, you know, the weights were so much lower then uh, and there were so many good riders around as well. How much tougher do you think it was for jockeys in your day compared to now? Let's put it this way. Nobody took holidays and nobody took days off. <laughs> and if you if you break your arm, you turned up to ride something work the next day. It was... Very, very competitive. It, it was, you know, it really was. But the good thing about that for us as as up-and-coming apprentice jockeys and, you know, jockeys once we sort of um, gravitated into the senior riding ranks was that you had these wonderful jockeys around you that were there to help you. Um, they, they all went out of their way to sort of try and, you know, help you during the race, which... My feedback now from apprentices and things like that is it's every man for himself. So, yeah, we, we were very fortunate that we had a wonderful um, relationship with the senior riders and, you know, they couldn't do enough to help us. Now, you got uh, Rio Dini running uh, race eight in the Rangitoto Classic. We had a, a text through from Kevin and Titarangi asking um, if it is on track. Uh, it went well last start and uh, he's liking the looks of those odds at 16s and 4s. Yeah, look, he, I feel sorry for the horse. Um, he's as well as I can get him. He's very bright. Um, 
but he's just at a, at a difficult place in the handicap because if you look at the handicap, if you look at their last start, I think he carried 60 and a half, and I think Paul the Wine carried 54. If you look at the handicap t- um, tomorrow, um, she's got 53, and he's got, I think he's got 58. So, you know, the handicapper hasn't done him any favours. Mm. Um, obviously, he's a good horse, and he deserves to be where he is in the handicaps. But unfortunately, the handicapping system in New Zealand um, makes it very difficult for a horse like him to be competitive. What do you think he should be carrying? Well, I guess he deserves, with his rating, I guess he deserves the weight he's got. Yeah. But it's just, it's hard to fathom that a horse that probably beat him three or four lengths last start is actually going to carry, you know, on in theory, the same weight. I mean, she's dropped a kilo and he's dropped a kilo. So, but she actually went up 10 points in the rating system. So, it's you know, it's a bit confusing. But so, um, it, it just makes it difficult for those older horses. Yes, not so much what he's carrying, but it's what his competitors are carrying is, is what you've got the issue with. Yeah, that's it. And, I mean, it's the spread in the handicap. So, um, you know, it is what it is, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. So all I can do is get him as fit as I can get him, which I'm pretty sure I have. And, you know, the rest is up to him. Eyes only on me, race two. How's that looking? That's your other runner on Saturday? Yeah, look, I'm very happy with her. She's um, she shouldn't be where she is in the handicap. She's a lot better than that, but she's a she's a horse that's had a lot of setbacks. Um, you know, she's carried a few injuries, and she carried she actually had a virus last time she raced, so we had to give her a decent break. Um, yeah, very very happy with her. Very competitive field. Um, you know, it's a couple of very progressive horses in there, but I'm I'm happy where she's at, and um, you know, I definitely think she's an each way chance tomorrow. Nice. And uh, just before we let you go, mate, I know you don't have any any runners in the derby, but uh, everybody seems to be talking about orchestral. Can anything beat her tomorrow? And, and what will it be if, it, if if something does? Oh, look, I, I, I don't think so. Look, I think she's just dominant. Um, you know, I mean, her rod's at $1.40. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I saw a horse line up in the derby at $1.40. Um, if you look at the field, I think that the Avondale Guineas form is going to be the form race for the race. And honestly, she just dominated in that. She was idling with about 200 metres to go, and then all of a sudden she was three lengths in front and pulling away once she got past the winning pace. So it's, honestly, it's going to be very, very difficult for anything to beat her tomorrow. Yeah, all right, mate. Well, listen, I appreciate your time today, mate, and uh, best of luck tomorrow at Ellerslie, eh? Yeah, my pleasure, mate. Thanks very much for having me on.